Continuation of Chapter 13, Page 141 Malachi talks about the coming of Jesus in our life and says, Who can endure the day of His coming, and who can stand when He appears? For He is like a refiner's fire and like laundress soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Malachi 3, 2-3 When you are truly baptized in the Holy Ghost, the fire of the Holy Ghost will purify you. There will be a greater desire to practice righteousness. Now silver talks of redemption. You and I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. God wants to baptize us with the Holy Ghost so that he can purify his redeemed and get sin out of our life since he has imputed his righteousness to us. The sons of Levi had received the priesthood of the Aaronic order. You and I, the day we were born again, we received a priesthood of a Judaic order through Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus made us priests and kings to our God, Revelation 1 verse 6. So Jesus wants to purify you and me, whom he made priests, so that we will not be worthless priests like the sons of Eli, 1 Samuel 2. Gold talks of deity. God now dwells in us when we are born again. And God wants our life to line up with the life of his son Jesus, who is fully man and fully God. It is written of Jesus, You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companion. Hebrews 1 verse 9 you see, the secret of Jesus, our high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, Hebrews 5 verse 10, was not just that he was righteous, but that he practiced righteousness and hated sin, which is lawlessness. That is why God anointed him more than any human being, for Jesus, when he was on earth, functioned fully as a man, yet God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Acts 10 verse 38 Christ dwells in us. He is the gold in us. Paul says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 That treasure or gold is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians 1 verse 27 So God wants us, his priests and kings, to offer to him offerings in righteousness, not in lawlessness. The dry wood also symbolizes the cross. Just like in Genesis 22, where Abraham and Isaac took a three-day journey to Mount Moriah to offer a burnt offering to the Lord. Isaac carried the dry wood on his back, which was prophetic for Jesus, the seed of Abraham carrying his wooden cross on his back. We need to realize that there is a cost to pay for following Jesus. Now that cross is not sickness, nor disease, nor poverty, nor premature death which are the works of the devil. For the devil who is the thief and robber comes but to steal, kill and destroy. 
But Jesus, when he comes into your life, is so that you may have life and have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows. John 10 verse 10 But as we carry our cross and follow Jesus, he also promised to reward us. He said to his disciples, and today to you and me, You are those who have continued with me in my trials, and I bestow upon you, or appoint to you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me. Luke twenty-two twenty-eight to 29 Some people bail out on Jesus when persecution comes for the sake of the name of Jesus. Many are ashamed of his word, because it sounds foolish to learned people, or to confess him before men, because they do not want to be numbered among those weird Pentecostals who believe in the healing power of Jesus, and that Jesus raises the dead today. Jesus bestows a kingdom on those who continue with him in his trials, because if they have been found faithful in what is least, surely they will be faithful also in much. Luke 16 verse 10. That is what makes a difference between Christians. If a person is not found faithful or just in what is least, he will not be faithful or just in what is much. And all the heroes of the faith we read about, they all started like you and me today. They were faithful in what seems least in the eyes of men, and God saw it and entrusted them with much. Paul was entrusted with much, even the entire Gentile world, because he was willing to continue with Christ in his trials for the furtherance of the gospel, even to the point of chains, yet his gospel was not chained. Paul says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for you, for the sake of his body which is the church. Colossians 1 verse 24 Now when you read the series of the perfect redemption plan and the application of the perfect redemption plan, you will understand that there is nothing to add to the finished work of Jesus. But in every generation, including ours, people will say, Only Jesus could practice righteousness. Only Jesus could work such miracles. Only Jesus could endure such temptation and afflictions of the devil and of men. But we are just humans. So the disciples were examples that we could also do the will of God, like our elder brother Jesus did. We can stop practicing sin. We can do the same work Jesus did and even greater works. John fourteen twelve to 14 If I can see someone in my generation following Jesus according to the Bible, going through affliction of the enemy, being imprisoned and his life being in danger, and yet refuses to compromise his faith, I will also be encouraged that I do not need to compromise my faith either. So, when other born-again believers saw the faith of Paul and the sufferings he went through, and yet he did not deny the faith, they also were encouraged in their faith and became bold in the sharing of their faith. They imitated Paul as he imitated Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1. That is why I give trustworthy testimonies in these Bible studies, so that you and I will be encouraged to deny yourself Take up your cross and follow Jesus. We only mature and grow spiritually when we are under pressure. That is a parable of Jesus. 
The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hidden three measures of meal until the whole was leavened. Matthew 13 verse 33 The woman will have to knead that dough, which is to work and press ingredients into a mass, usually with the hands. I think if the dough could speak, it would tell us that we have made its life bitter by pressing it over and over. And that is what happened in Egypt. When the Hebrews lived there, they went there with only 75 people, Acts 7 verse 14. But the Bible tells us the Egyptians, the picture of Satan and his agents through whom he is working, afflicted the Hebrews with burdens. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel, Exodus 1, 11 to 12. The children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Exodus 1 verse 7 And that is the same thing that happened in the book of Acts. The more the chief priest afflicted the disciples, multitudes were being added to the church. When persecution arose at Jerusalem, when Saul was making havoc in the church, they scattered from Jerusalem and Christianity grew outside Jerusalem. After the conversion of Saul, who became Paul, the more the people persecuted Paul, stoned him and imprisoned him, the more heroic his stories became and his fame spread throughout the Gentile world, and so did his writings. All the craftsmen were in dread of Paul because their business of idol-making was ruined by the preaching of Paul. Paul humbled himself under the mighty hand of God by the things he suffered and God exalted him and increased his influence. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, to give them an example of how we are to deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow Jesus, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. For faithful is the word, for if we died, died to self and to sin with Jesus, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. 2 Timothy 2, 10-12 People want to reign with Jesus without suffering with him. It cannot happen. Everybody that God mightily uses for his glory has a testimony of being relentless in their pursuit of the kingdom of God, and sometimes it has cost them dearly. Paul tells every born-again Christian, For to you it has been granted or given on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Philippians 1 verse 29 That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable to his death, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Philippians 3 verse 10 to 11 People want to know the power of his resurrection, but do not want to have anything to do with the fellowship of his sufferings. The truth is, there is no resurrection before the cross and the death. If you want to experience a resurrection power, you will first of all have to die to sin and to self, then pick up your cross and follow Jesus. Peter confirms what Paul is saying, For it is better, if the will of God be so, that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing.
For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. 1 Peter 3.17-18 Therefore let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls in well-doing as to a faithful Creator. 1 Peter 4 verse 19 do not at all fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil will cast some of you into prison, so that you may be tried, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful to death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2.10 Behold, Satan has desired you that he may sift you as wheat. But I, Jesus, have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted or return to me, strengthen your brothers and sisters. Luke twenty two thirty one to thirty two. Likewise, the Spirit also helps your infirmities or weaknesses, for you do not know what you should pray for as you ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for you with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he, searching the hearts, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Romans eight twenty six to 27 I, Jesus, have spoken these things to you, so that you might have peace in me. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John 16, verse 33 I write to you because the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. 1 John 2 verse 14 You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 1 John 4 verse 4 And in all those afflictions and sufferings, you are more than conquerors through Jesus who loved you. Romans 8 verse 37 Therefore Jesus tells us, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 for I have come to set a man against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life shall lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake shall find it. Matthew ten thirty-five to 39 Jesus is not telling us to hate anybody literally, because he who hates his brother is still in darkness, and certainly not in the light. 1 John 2 verse 9 But what is Jesus saying? What he is saying is that sometimes when you decide to follow Jesus, your family, your children will turn against you, especially when you are in religion. Some people kill even their own children because they have left Islam or stopped being worshippers of idols to serve Jesus. 
So if you in your heart say, My parents have been Muslims for generations or idol worshippers for generations, I do not want to be the first in my family to walk away from that heritage, then you are not worthy of Jesus. If you think in your heart, If I become Christian, my husband might divorce me because he hates Jesus, or I might lose all my friends. Therefore I will not give my life to Jesus. Then you are not worthy of Jesus. I, Jerry, lost all my old friends of the world because for them I was now a radical Christian. But God gave me new friends, even brothers and sisters in Christ. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it is not people hating you that is the cross, but you obeying the will of God like Father Abraham, who had to leave his country, like Paul, who had to travel all over the world, even to go to Jerusalem and be arrested because he was doing the will of God. That was the cross of Paul. Whatever God asks you to do, he will always empower you to finish what you have started. His grace will be sufficient to see you through, and in all those things you are and will always be more than conquerors through God who loves you dearly. As for you and I who are disciples, for every disciple of Jesus is commanded to make another disciple. Matthew 28 verse 20 You will realize that sometimes your cross is the people God entrusted you with. Their problem will be your problems, their pains will be your pains, and their heartbreaks will be your heartbreaks, because you love them and care for them. You must quickly learn to cast the care upon Jesus and let Him do the caring, and take care of you and the people you are discipling, or else you will be overwhelmed. It does not mean that you do not care anymore. You need to give them the Word of God and pray for and with them too. But you must cast the care upon Jesus. And sometimes you are discipling people who keep backsliding, stiff-necked and rebellious against God. You might even cry out to God like Moses did, as it is written. Moses said to Jehovah, Why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight, so that you lay the burden of all this people upon me? Have I conceived all these people? Did I bring them forth that you should say to me, Bear them in your bosom like a nursing father carries a sucking child to the land which you swore to their fathers? Numbers 11, 11 to 12 The bull that Elijah put on the altar and cut into pieces represents our life. As we have explained earlier in this Bible study, that God is not after what belongs to us, but after our spirit, soul, and body. So Paul tells us, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12 verse 1 the God of peace himself sanctify you and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23 When a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit, there must be a greater evidence of sanctification or holiness in his or her life than before. The person must practice sin less and less. Sin becomes an event in his or her life. 
You see the bull which represents your life and my life was killed and cut into pieces and put on the altar. The secret of Christianity is to die. You will not start living for Christ until you die to self. Paul says, I die daily. 1 Corinthians 15.31 As it is written, For your, Jesus' sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans 8.36-37 So you see, whenever you choose to act on the word of God, you have decided to die to self. That's how simple it is. Because your flesh and carnal mind is enmity with God. But when you act on the word of God concerning a particular thing, you have decided to crucify that flesh. The secret of all those great men and women in the Bible is that they decided to die to self daily. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. He who loves his life shall lose it. And he who hates his life in this world shall keep it to life eternal. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there also my servant shall be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honour him. John twelve twenty four to 26 Decide to die to self and to sin, like Jesus did, and God will honour you. What we should tell people when they give their lives to Christ is that they are dead to sin now, as it is written. If we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that when Christ was raised from the dead, he dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For in that he died, he died to sin once, but in that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, count yourselves also to be truly dead to sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Do not yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but yield yourselves to God as one alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Romans 6, 8-14 People imitate the life of the apostles because they died to sin and to self. As a result of that, they were acting more and more like Jesus in his love, compassion, power and manifestations of the Spirit. The secret is that we all need to die to self. We no longer live for ourselves, but for Christ. Then we will no longer be the only followers of Jesus, but multitudes will follow Jesus, whom we serve because they have seen him in us, working the same signs and mighty wonders through us. For no one has greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. John 15 verse 13 Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
For whoever desires to save his life shall lose it, and whoever desires to lose his life for my sake shall find it. Matthew 16:24-25. The problem we have is born-again Christians want to live like the unsaved world who are dead in sin and trespasses. They want to practice the same sin the unsaved people do. It cannot work with God. John says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, because all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides for ever. 1 John 2, 15-17 If a Christian does not die to those evil desires of the world and lay them on the altar of prayer before God, his prayers will not be effective. James explains, saying, From where do wars and fightings among you come? Is it not from this, from your lusts which war in your members? You desire and do not have. You murder and are jealous and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss, that you may spend it upon your lusts. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever desires to be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. James 4, 1-4 We need to die daily to sin and to self in order to become more and more like Jesus and walk in the same love, resurrection power and manifestations of the Spirit He walked with. He promised to every follower of his who denies himself and picks up his cross and follows him, The works that I do, you will do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father and I will send the Holy Spirit upon you to be my witnesses and walk in the same power I did. John fourteen twelve and Acts 1 verse 8 being a witness of Jesus or a martyr of Jesus, for it is the same Greek word, means that sometimes your faith and the communication of your faith will put your life in danger. And that is what the early church understood, and we need to understand it in our generation. But even in being martyred, we win. As it is written, they, the believers, overcame him, the devil, because of the blood of the Lamb, and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their soul unto death. Revelation 12 verse 11 When you read church history, you see many believers who were martyred or excommunicated because they refused to recant, which is to contradict and retract their former declaration of faith. It is a lie to say to people, come to Jesus and the whole world will love you and you will have no persecution. The truth is, when you come to Christ, the world will hate you, 1 John 3, 13-14, and want to kill you, especially if you are effective in the witness of Jesus.
Your loved ones might run away from you if they are not saved and newspapers will slander your name. Because it is Satan who is the prince of this world and he hates seeing people saved and delivered from his oppression. Read the book of Acts and you will see what it cost Paul, Stephen and all the other disciples for preaching the gospel. Hospitals will be emptied of their sick people so they will not be making money anymore. Pubs and nightclubs and breweries will shut down. National lottery and casinos will shut down. Fortune tellers, magicians and idol makers will be out of jobs. So all those people will not be happy and they will fight you. What Elijah also did is that he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold two sears of seed and he filled four water pots with water and poured it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood and he did it three times which means he poured twelve water pots filled with water on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood and the water filled the trench 1 Kings 18 32 to 35 now the ground on which Elijah dug a trench represents your heart and my heart. The water represents the water of the word of God as Paul says. That Christ wants to sanctify or make holy and cleanse you and me by the washing of the water by the word of God so that he might present us to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such things but that we should be holy and without blemish. Ephesians 5, 26-27 What will happen as we pour out that water of the word of God into our life as a living sacrifice cut into pieces on that altar and on that dry wood which represents our sins, we will no longer be conformed to the sinful world to walk in the same flood of dissipation like the unsaved people, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12 verse 2 You have to make a large room in your heart to receive the whole counsel of God, contained both in the Old and New Testament. Solomon tells us, the preparation of the heart belongs to man or woman, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Proverbs 16 verse 1 Therefore it is your and my responsibility to settle the word of God in our hearts so that whenever we open our mouths to speak, in line with the word of God and never beyond what is written. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 6 It'll no longer be you and me speaking, but Jesus will give you and me a mouth and wisdom which all our adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Luke 21, 14-15 The word of God is forever settled in heaven. You and I need to settle it in our hearts. It is our responsibility. If we want to see the fire of God proceeding forth out of our mouths when we pray. Psalm 119 verse 89 Elijah dug a large trench. We have already said that 12 is the number of the 12 sons of Jacob to whom the word of the Lord came which represents the books of the Old Testament where God used prophets and prophetesses as spokesmen and spokeswomen. Twelve represents the number of the apostles Jesus had before his resurrection. 
This represents a new testament in the foundation of the church that Jesus is building with the prophets and apostles. Thus both the Old and New Testaments need to be in your heart. Jesus did not come to abolish or do away with the Old Testament, but to fulfill it and give it its right meaning in the light of the love of God. As Jesus said, Do not think that I come to destroy the law or the prophets which constitute the Old Testament, for the law was given by Moses, who was a prophet too. The law here is the five first books of Moses, Genesis to Deuteronomy, and the prophets are all the books from Joshua to Malachi. I have not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Matthew 5 verse 17 Nobody must throw away the Old Testament, but we must read it in the light of what was done on the cross through the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. That is the whole purpose of these Bible studies and especially the Perfect Redemption Plan series. Paul's whole ministry was to tell us how we should understand the Old Testament in the light of the cross and he did his best to unveil all the mysteries, shadows and types contained in the Old Testament. Retain that water of the Word of God in a large trench in your heart. If you keep that Word in your heart and become a doer of that Word, it'll make you what it talks about, and there'll be no limit as to what you can do in life and ministry through Christ Jesus. We must come to the point where we believe literally everything that is written in the Bible. The power is in the Word of the Book. Isaiah prophesied, In that day the deaf shall hear the word of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Isaiah 29 verse 18 What opens the blind eyes and causes the deaf to hear, heals all manner of sickness and disease, raises the dead and transforms lives, is the word of the book. Let that word of the book abide richly in all wisdom, in the large trench you have dug in your heart. Let it come out of your mouth, and you will see what God will do through your words. Jesus wants us to believe all that is written in the Old and New Testament, in the light of what took place on the cross. After his resurrection, he met some of his disciples who still did not believe the word of the book. And he was not happy with them, and rebuked them, saying, O oh, fools, and slow of heart to believe all things that the prophet spoke. Luke 24-25 At that time the apostles had not written anything yet. The people only had the Old Testament written by the prophets. I plead with you to believe in the word of the book. Let us not be described as fools by Jesus. And then Elijah called upon the Lord to send fire, and the fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and licked up the water that was in the large trench. 1 Kings 18.36-38 My prayer is that you and I will now devour the word of God and follow the process God described in the book for his power to be effective in our life. I pray that our baptism of the Holy Ghost will not be just to talk in tongues, but that we will truly receive power to be witnesses of Christ, heal the sick, cast out demons and raise the dead.
God wants you to be the one through whom he will display his power. But you need to do it, like Jesus did it, for his disciples and like Elijah symbolically explained it to us in 1 Kings 17 and 1 Kings 18. After the fire came down on that altar, Elijah seized all the prophets of Baal and killed them. And then he prayed for God to send a natural rain that will physically bless the whole nation and end their famine. 1 Kings 18, 36-46 As you read the book of Acts after they received the power from on high, they destroyed the power of darkness, sorcerers gave their lives to Christ, People stopped worshipping idols, and people brought their magic books to be burned. God performed many miracles through the disciples. God is not just the God of Elijah, or of Paul, or of Peter, but he is also your God and my God. He is no respecter of persons. If we do what those who went before us did, in our generation God will manifest himself through us in the same ways. And it will not be merely speaking in tongues, but we shall indeed receive power and the demonstrations of the Spirit of the Lord after the Holy Ghost has come upon us to be His witnesses. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong or mighty on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect or loyal toward Him. 2 Chronicles 16.9 you can volunteer today to be that man or that woman in this our generation through whom God will display his power. Isaiah volunteered as it is written, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Isaiah 6 verse 8 Today you and I have heard the same voice of the Lord. Let us respond accordingly. The faithfulness of God endures to all generations, not just in the generations of the apostles who saw Jesus physically, but in our generation too. Psalm 119 verse 90 It is the will of God that every born-again Christian be an effective witness, and that is the purpose of all these Bible studies, so that you will not just go to people with words, but in the demonstration of the power of God and the manifestations of the Spirit of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 Therefore, since we are also surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right of the throne of God. Hebrews 12 1 to 2. Jesus promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us as we get out witnessing of his love and power to this dying world. Lo, he is with us always, even until the end. Therefore he will confirm his word with signs and wonders because he is the same today in our generation as he was yesterday in the life of that generation who saw him physically and he will remain the same for the generations that come after ours. Hebrews 13, 5-8 
when this letter is read before you, cause that it be read also by every one whom you disciple, and in every house. For as it is written, the Lord says, Your house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, and that you also read all the other letters written thus far. Colossians 4 verse 16 if any man or woman does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed or anathema, which means excommunicated or put away from among yourselves by the decision of the church authorities after they have seen that wicked person is not repenting of the sins leading to death, even if it is Brother Jerry who has become wicked and refuses to repent of his wickedness that leads to death, excommunicate him too until he or she repents of his evil ways for whatever jesus says to one he says to all there are no double standards with jesus 1 corinthians 5 9 to 13 and 1 corinthians 6 9 to 10 but if that wicked person repents and forsakes his wickedness that leads to death, restore him or her into the fellowship, and show him or her your love. 2 Corinthians 2 Maranatha, which means our Lord come. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16, 22-24 Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you and me all the days of my life and your life, and you and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 verse 6 Brothers and sisters, remember me in your prayers as I remember everybody who reads these Bible studies in prayer and fasting, so that we may all experience the promises of God concerning our lives, and that none of us will be found wanting in the day that Jesus comes. May God keep you and bless you in Jesus' name. Regards, G.